triangle, right? I, I figured it out. <laughs> Voice of Reason, the, the solid, uh, hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. <laughs> The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe The Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in, man. It, it, I don't even know what to call it The Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Hey fam, good morning. It's Monday. Good morning. And just like waiting at a doctor's office, we're waiting for Charlemagne. Charlemagne is late. Now, if you haven't heard, uh, during his commencement speech uh, Friday in South Carolina, he got his honorary doctorate. So he is now uh, Dr. Leonard McKelvey. He is? So what does that mean? Uh, absolutely nothing. He can't do surgery. I, it doesn't mean nothing. He, just, he got his doctorate. Well, congratulations. So he's like Dr. Dre. No, he's a little better than Dr. Dre. What? Dr. Dre. Yeah, because Dr. Dre just made himself a doctor. He got his <laughs> honorary doc- doctorate at, I think, South Carolina State. It's a little different. All right. Well, that's a big deal. Yeah, that is a big deal. Well, congratulations to uh, Charlemagne. Uh, hopefully all you mothers out there had a great Mother's Day. Uh, yes, uh, yesterday we had the wake. Uh, today is the funeral for Gia's mom. So she wanted to honor her mom. So we had the the wake out in Queens near where she was uh, from. So that, that was, um, it was sad and it was a celebration. It was sad, of course, because her mom wasn't there, but celebration because it was so many people with so many stories about, you know, the, the kindness and the, the great heart that uh, Norma, his mom had so that was our weekend a lot of family and friends here so it was it felt that's comforting. also your anniversary right you said you guys got married on mother's day well maybe not the same date right yeah our anniversary is actually this thursday will be our 20 years married but that was the 20 years of of mother's day because you know mother's day falls on different days every year but yeah that was our 20th mother's day together we first got married on mother's day to honor our mothers and yesterday we uh laid uh gear's mom to rest for honor her for her mother's day so that was my mother's day what did you do all weekend did you, you finally back i see uh, yes i just got back from turks and caicos last night i was sad i didn't feel like leaving yeah mm-hmm. it was nice it looked but nice the, the weather looked beautiful you were say, driving boats yeah, the weather you, you was, chefs you were doing it all the weather was beautiful we did have such a great time i do want to thank everybody on the island when i tell you that everybody there was so amazing. I was looking at real estate. I was like, look, I'm about to move to Turks and Caicos, but we did have a great time. And thanks again to Jack Nasty. He actually had everything set up. So when I go out there, if I need to like do my show, he has all the equipment. So all I actually would have to do is get on the flight and I then just say, he can set it up anywhere. Your equipment in Turks and Caicos sounds way better than your equipment in Brooklyn. I just want to tell you that. Turks, Turks and Caicos, you sounded crystal clear. In Brooklyn, I don't know what's up with the Wi-Fi in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's that. what you say. So we need to get the, the, the same equipment you had at Turks and Caicos. But <laughs> let's get the show cracking. Uh, Carrie Champion will be joining us this morning. Carrie. She has a new podcast and she has a lot going on. We're going to talk about her story, how she got into the game, how she got into uh, being 
uh, I guess a, a, a mogul when it comes to this media thing because she does so many things, whether it's podcasts, whether it's hosts, whether hosts her own TV shows. She gets busy. So she talks about her grind and how she got to where she is today. Interesting story. So we'll talk to Carrie in a little bit. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to talk about in Texas, they have voted to advance a bill that will allow people to carry handguns without a license. We'll tell you about that. And then we'll tell you about some shootings that happened. Okay. All right. I promise you guys, Angela Gee will reset. And when we come back, she'll sound crystal clear. So don't move. And Charlemagne will be here in a second. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Just like I tell you, sometimes when you got to go to the doctor's office, you got to wait for the doctor. Well, the doctor's finally in. Good morning, Dr. Uh, Leonard McKelvey. Your mic's off. See the disrespect already? See the disrespect already? I won't even turn my mic on. That's why I don't even come in on time. What's the point of coming in on time if I knew my mic wasn't going to be on? What do we call you? Dr. Charlemagne, Dr. Leonard, Dr. Leonard McKelvey, Dr. McKelvey? What do we call you? I think think Dr. McKelvey has a nice ring to it. Uh, Dr. Charlotte is fine as well. Um, Yeah. I think those two could work. All right. What what are you a doctor? What what, what is your, your doctorate? Uh, of. I have no idea. But does it matter? <laughs> okay, drop on the clues bombs for South Carolina State University. All right. My uh, mother's alma mater that I got to give the commencement speech at uh, this past Friday. The what kind of speech? At, and a commencement speech. And got <laughs> awarded with an honorary doctorate as well. So thank you, South Carolina State University. Commencement speech, you mean? I don't know. What did I just say? It's Monday. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. I said oh, commencement he speech. Uh, yeah, he said commencement. It says his, you know. Did that sound like that to you, Dramos? Nah. All right. I, I, I heard commencement. I don't know what they heard. All right. Well, let's get some front page news. I still say Yee's Wi-Fi was better than Turks and Caicos, but let's go. All right. The Texas Senate has voted. They want to advance a bill. People can now carry handguns in the state. Well, they will be able to without a license. So that would be the largest in the country to allow permitless carry. So that means if you're 21 years or older and you're a law-abiding adult... You can carry a handgun for the protection of yourself or your family in public places in a holster without the requirement of a state-issued license. I don't see the problem, you know, especially with all these mass shootings that be happening every day, all day. Um, I'm glad that people are able to protect themselves in public. I don't see the issue at all. What's the issue? There's an issue with this? Yeah, with the permit, you don't is, they do a background check. So now you don't need a background check? No background check or nothing? Yeah, that's a problem with oh, that. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. I do yeah. think that's a problem. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's right. But the, uh, being able to carry your handgun in public is not. Well, I'm, they can do that anywhere no, at 21 in, no, in, no, no. in Texas. Yes, you can get a permit, but this, you don't even need one. You don't need a license. You don't need a safety course. You don't need a background check. None of those things. Well, you don't no. need a safety course anyway, but... Now you could just go to a gun show in Texas and just buy a gun. I thought you could then do that, though. No, they usually do a background check. Them background checks down south be very, very light. They're not like up here in Jersey at all. Yeah, like you, can't, you, can't walk, you can't walk into nope. a Walmart and buy a gun. That's how things have been. I mean, I'm from South Carolina. I don't know how it is in Texas. but Not here. Oh, definitely right, not in well, Jersey. Along those lines, six people were killed in a shooting early Sunday morning during a birthday party at a Colorado Springs, Colorado mobile home. They suspect the shooter was a boyfriend of one of the victims, and he is also dead. The suspect drove yeah. to the home. Your phone sounds yeah. horrible. Your phone is yeah. shooting. Your phone is shooting at everybody on the radio. This <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really hear what you said. We just heard there was a Colorado shooting. That's all we heard. I thought it was sound effects. I thought Dramas was hitting gunshots while you were talking on purpose. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's still not working. I guess she said there was a Colorado shooting over the weekend. There was also a shooting in Times Square in New York City. Come broad on, man. daylight. Broad daylight. A three-year-old got shot and uh, what was it? Was it a 21-year-old or something? Yeah, 21-year-old and a three-year-old and got shot. And they weren't shot. even together. 
And that's crazy. And and I don't understand why they can't find that person. There's cameras everywhere in Times Square. You like, how, they follow you everywhere. You know how crazy it is to have a shooting in Times Square? Mm. New York City that has all these strict gun laws where you get caught with a pistol, you get, you know, with three an auto- mandatory three and a half years. Yep. Cameras everywhere. For you to blast off in Times Square, you just a different type of individual, son. I agree. And yeah, I ain't caught him yet. No, they, they put up a video that, where they think that's hello, him. Hello. Yeah. You still sound a little crazy. And what was it over? It started with a fight, right? Yeah, they said that two groups of men uh, beefing and somebody pulled out a gun and started shooting. Lord have mercy. My goodness. All right, we'll get ye together. That was front page news, kind of. Now, let's get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. 800-585-1051. Let us know how your Mother's Day was. Uh, let us know uh, how your weekend was. And, I, you know, I, before I go, I just want to shout out to my wife's village, right? When I say my wife's village, I, I tell you guys earlier that my, my mother-in-law's wake was Sunday. And I just want to say her village came together like no other. I mean, I never seen nothing like this. When, 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 when black women come together to make sure everything is okay, I mean, they made sure everything was okay from the food to one of my wife's best friends uh, owns a funeral home. She flew down here from Florida to make sure that she took care of the body personally. It, I mean, it, it, it damn, it made me tear as, as, as her friends came together. And you talk about a village. I just want to say shout to her village, man. Boy, did y'all come together. Thank you. Absolutely. Did we, did we tell everybody who's coming in next hour? Yes, we did. Okay. Carrie, right. Ch- Carrie Champion will be here next hour. Mm-hmm. Get it off your chest. It's next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up, MV? What's up, Trav? Yeah, what's going on, Yee? Hello. Oh, Yee oh, must not be here. Nah, Yee's uh, Wi-Fi still acting crazy. Okay, what's up, sir? Peace, Trav. What up, sis? How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? I want to say um, congratulations on your little degree. Congratulations on your degree there, Charlemagne, Dr. Charlemagne. Appreciate you, King. <laughs> You're definitely welcome. You're definitely so, so I'm actually um, really proud of you, man. Like, like, definitely congratulations on that. Thank you, Absolutely. brother. Uh, and I had um, a mother came up here for Mother's Day, so I had a great Mother's Day uh, with her. Yeah, as I said, so I love her, man. You know, she's been really, really strong over these last few months with losing her mother, her father, and her daughter, man. Um, it's, it's been really hard for her, but she has been a strong woman each and every step of the way, man. So I just want to say happy Mother's Day to her. All right, brother. Thank you. Work. All right, bro. Peace, King. Hello, who's this? What's going on? This is Sean. Sean, what's up, man? Get it off oh, your you chest. you sound so down, Sean. Yeah, man, I, I apologize. I want to say good morning to everybody first and foremost. Um, happy belated Mother's Day to all the other mothers out there. Um, I just really wanted to say, you know, over the week, you know, we had a tragic in our family. Um, a little cousin was killed in a car accident. Mm. Sorry to hear that. Years I really appreciate it. I mean, it was a wonderful spirit, a wonderful soul, man. And, you know, but I had other plans for him, you know. I just really just wanted some encouragement words for our family. You know, try to uplift everybody. I'm definitely sending you and your family healing energy, my brother. I don't even know what to tell tell people, you know, during situations like this, man. You know, death, death is such a, a, a final thing, man. So I only that I can do is send healing energy to you and your family, brother. I really appreciate it. 
huge. It, it, it's been stressful, man. I've been trying to trying to wrap my head around this whole thing and, and the stress of it all. Thing really is really weighing down, man. I, I promise. You, I'm trying, trying to keep my head up, man. Trying to uplift the family and everything, but it's, it's really a struggle. It's a struggle. All right, brother. All right, get it off Damn. your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Chris from Naptown. What What's up, up Chris? Chris? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey. First, uh, I'd like to say congratulations on Docker. That is a big deal, no matter you know how it comes about. That that someone <laughs> giving you the recognition you deserve. Thank you, Chris. And about the uh, change in the gun laws in Texas, mm-hmm. because they can open carry without a permit, does not mean that they change the laws on purchasing. You still have to do a background check when you buy a gun from a dealer, even at a gun show. I was wondering that. I'm like, well, I'm like, where they get that information from? That why would they just get rid of the background check? So what's, what's the, the difference then? Differences like right now, I have a lifetime permit to carry in Indiana. Mm-hmm. They checked my background check one time, maybe ten years ago. I could have mm-hmm. committed six felonies since then, but I'm still walking around with a gun permit. Got mm-hmm. you, got you, got you. That's why the, the gun permits really don't do any good. They do it good for that initial background check, and then for the time you have them, it really doesn't mean anything. That's gotcha. They still do the initial background check every time you buy a firearm. If you buy, if you go to a gun show and buy three guns from three different dealers, they're going to run your background check three different times that same day. Mm-hmm. So, so, what's, so what's the law then? Yeah, well, what's I, the new I, law? Like, what's the new law in Texas? What what, is, what does permitless carry legislation money. mean? So you don't have to pay the extra money for the permit. And in Texas, I do believe that before uh, this passed, you have to have a gun safety class to get a permit, which made it kind of cost prohibitive for some people to get a gun permit because the people who do the classes can charge whatever they want. Ah, okay. So they say so it's supposed to help people get guns for people that can't afford the safety class. Or if people can't afford a safety class, can't afford to take time off to take the safety class. Gotcha. I got. Uh, I, 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 I get. I get some of what you're saying. I need somebody else to break it down for me because what I thought this law was, you could just simply carry out in the open without a permit. Now, that's what check, I thought check. it was. That's what it is. Can y'all hear me? You can, but you still yes. have to have the background check to legally buy the gun to begin with, unless you got it from a private sale. Got you. Got, got you, you. Got you. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. The, what the bill? You want to know what the bill says? Sure. So people 21 and older can who can already legally own a gun can now carry that handgun in public without the license, without the safety course, and without the background check that the current law requires now. That's what it is. Currently, you have to get a license, you have to get a safety course, and you have to do a background check. With that bill, you can do all you can get a gun without that. So you don't need a background check, you're saying? Right. Are That's you crazy. sure? She's ready. I'm reading it right now. Mm. That's crazy. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, and let's talk about Versus. Did y'all watch Versus over the weekend? SWV versus Escape. Well, let's start with that. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just.
Justin. All the gossip. gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, J. Cole has released a trailer for the off-season documentary. Y'all know it's coming out on Friday, but the documentary actually comes out today at 1, I believe. And here is what that trailer sounds like. This is the moment that a lot of your favorite rappers hit a crossroad. Are you okay with getting comfortable? Did you leave no stone unturned creatively? And when I thought about that feeling, I was like, nah, I'm not cool with that. You know, I love the fact that J. Cole is bringing back the rollout. Like, these artists just be making announcements nowadays. Cole is bringing back the actual rollout. He put out a song. You know, he's got the documentary dropping tomorrow. I think Beyonce messed the game up for a lot of people when she dropped that surprise album. Because everybody can't do that. I like yeah. I like the fact that we're anticipating Cole's album on Friday. I like that feeling. But I think the fact Although, that J. Cole's a different Although, if anybody could drop though. a surprise album j cole could but why would you want to. to is my point like why would you want to like if you got something to say and you got something to really present to the world in a real way why do it as a surprise build up anticipation for it i like it yeah what you would do i also feel like in this day and age it is easier than it ever used to be to do something uh quickly because remember you used to have to submit the music and then it used to take a while now yeah, people you could you still want to anticipate you know, something. something. Right. Like, it seems like everybody just drops music and the music gets lost. But now with the anticipation, now I'm looking forward I'm to it. I'm writing, I'm writing it. it down. Like, okay, That's Tuesday, right. I get to see this. Wednesday, I get to see. I like that more than just, oh, another yes. record out on Friday. It was great when Beyonce yeah. did it, but it's just like everybody's, you know, ran into the hole now. I, I want people, I, like we talk about music being disposable. This makes music feel less disposable when you're looking forward to it. Now, J. Cole, also, as you can see in the trailer, if you had a chance to look at it, he's shooting hoops in between being in the studio. And a publication in Rwanda says that J. Cole is gearing up for an appearance during a basketball Africa League game. Over the last couple of years, the NBA has been working on a brand new organization in Africa called the Basketball Africa League. And it's 12 teams mm -hmm. who will battle it out over the course of a season to see which club is the best in the entire continent. And so it looks like J. Cole, according to New Times Rwanda, is in Rwanda and could feature for local side Patriots at the upcoming league. So they're saying he's on the club's roster for the competition. He's that good. Mm -hmm. Not only is he putting out an album, he's about to play basketball. For real, for real. All right. Now let's talk about Versus Saturday night. If you guys had a chance to see this, this was like a Mother's Day special. SWV versus Escape. And let me tell you something. It was amazing to see how great these women looked, how great they were, voices sounded, just to see the sisterhood that was in that room. Also, they had their kids there and everything. I thought it was a really, really dope one. Um, at first, I was like, okay, SWV has a lot more hits than Escape, but SWV uh, definitely and Escape both held it down. And I really enjoyed seeing them perform songs live. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was a great versus simply because 90s R&B really is the best. And Escape did better than I thought they would, simply because I just didn't think they had enough bops to compete with SWV. I mean, 20 songs is a lot, but they held their own with features and songs they wrote. Even though damn near every song they wrote and features lost the SWV records. Let's be clear on that. Okay? Right, but it was still was quite a celebration. Now, Coco performed with her son. They actually did Sunshine together. No music industry for that. That's right. 
He's going to be a dentist. I can't wait till they go live with Versus, man. Imagine what the live tours will be like. Imagine going to a SWV, you know, escape tour. Yeah, that would be great. Come on, man. That'd be great. Now, it was great. It was, a dope, it was a dope show. Energy was a little bit off, and she posted last night as I'm preparing for Versus. A lady was shot outside my hotel window to see here the four shots, see her laying on the ground, and all the blood was unbelievable. Then I get to the venue and had a really bad anxiety attack. Yeah, y'all saw me looking uncomfortable and irritated during the first half, but if it wasn't for my son, I probably wouldn't have been out there at all. Thank you for calming me down and understanding my mental. Thank you for calming um, I always um, I always say most won't care to understand, but when you get those that do, cherish them. Damn. All right, but we'll, we'll have some more from Versus in the next hour. That is your rumor report. All right. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Man, now this story I actually saw while I was in Turks and Caicos. Imagine if you act, imagine somebody that you love getting the death penalty and actually being put to death and then finding out they didn't commit the crime and they've been saying they were innocent the whole time. Well, this did happen and we'll tell you what it is. Damn. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's talk about the death penalty. For 22 years, Liddell Lee said that he was wrongly convicted of murder. And he said before he died from lethal injection, my dying words will always be as it has been. I am an innocent man. That was the day before officials in Arkansas administered the lethal injection to him. Well, four years later, because again, he got uh, he was killed in 2017. Lawyers affiliated with the Innocence Project and the American Civil Liberties Union said that DNA testing has revealed that it was not there was other DNA that was not his. And the DNA that they found on the murder weapon matched someone else. They don't know who yet, but they're saying that it was somebody else that actually committed this crime, even though he had maintained his innocence. Now, the crime was uh, 26-year-old Deborah Reese in Jacksonville, Arkansas, was strangled and fatally bludgeoned. And, you know, there is this new evidence that proves that he didn't do it. But guess what? It's too late. And even the night before he was about to be executed, they requested additional DNA testing and the request was denied. A federal judge said that Mr. Lee's request for a stay of the execution had been delayed too long. And some people had said that they were actually trying to rush Mr. Lee and several other prisoners to their deaths that month before the expiration of their supply of a lethal injection drug. They also said that there were other issues, like his lawyer uh, came to the trial drunk and all kinds of issues. And what do you say after you kill that man? My bad. Like a man is dead over a crime he was telling y'all he didn't commit and now he's dead. Like you, he, you, you come out and, and after he's dead, you come out and say, yeah, I, I, I think he was right. I think we made a mistake. It's almost like they are purposely trying to keep this man's family in a state of perpetual trauma. And they wonder why we will never trust this so-called justice system. But the thing is, he asked for a this. DNA test, right? He asked mm-hmm. for and a DNA test. They could have gave him a DNA test. It. They denied it. Why? Like that makes no sense. No sense at all. All right. So his first trial was a hung jury. Then his second murder trial started seven days after O.J. Simpson was acquitted of the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and and Ronald Goldman. So that was under the shadow of that O.J. Simpson prosecution and trial. And, you know, they said, like I said, his lawyer was drunk, unprepared. There were unreliable neighborhood witnesses and there was a conflict of interest for key players. So all of those uh, different things happen. And now... He was wrongfully convicted so, and murdered. So are they saying that because of the O.J. Simpson trial, like there might have been, you know, people who had bias and, 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 Jerry, and, and, yeah. and wanted to get, you know, revenge since, since, since O.J. slipped through the cracks? 
I think uh, it was a. Mo- I think it was all those things combined, right? They said this lethal injection drug was set to expire, uh, which is the most recent reason why they executed him. I think it was after OJ was acquitted. I think it was the lawyer coming into court drunk and unprepared, like they said, an unreliable eyewitnesses. Man, how so you it- put together that perfect storm. How is somebody's life that disposable to where you have to kill them because you're about to be out of this lethal injection drug? So since we're running out, let's use it while we still got some. That sounds crazy. Like, God, just think about that. How is somebody's life that disposable to you? Lord have mercy. All right. Well, Stacey Abrams says that she does plan to become the president of the United States. Now, when she was on The Breakfast Club, this was back in 2019. And here's what she had to say about uh, whether or not she would ever want to be president. Now, did you ever consider a 2020 presidential run? I did. Very, very much so. Right. But I believe that you run for office not just because you want to, but because you're the right person for that moment. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at this moment, I think we have incredible candidates running. But what we didn't have was a champion for voter suppression. Again, sorry, a champion for voting protection mm-hmm. and the fight against voter suppression. And that was what I wanted to do. Well, over the weekend on CBS's Sunday morning program, she did reaffirm that interest. Do I hold it as an ambition? Absolutely. And even more importantly, when someone asks me if that's my ambition, I have a responsibility to say yes for every young woman, every person of color, every young person of color who sees me and decides what they're capable of based on what I think I'm capable of. Again, it's, it's about you cannot have those things you refuse to dream of. I, I have no reason to doubt Stacey Abrams. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think she's 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 more than proven herself that she can damn near do anything she puts her mind to. I just wonder if she can do more in the position she's in now than as president, because these politicians who hold those offices like, you know, president, vice president, they get muzzled and they can't speak truth to power no more. She'll get in the White House and start saying things like America's not a racist country. I can't imagine Stacey Abrams saying that, but that is your front page news. Mm. All right. But then again, I could never imagine Kamala Harris say that. Exactly. All right. Now, when we come back, Carrie Champion will be joining us. Yes, Carrie Champion. Uh, she has the Vice Show with Jamel Hill. Stick to sports. Uh, former, you know, ESPN moderator, mm-hmm. amongst other things. And That's now she's right. got a new podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network called Naked with Carrie Champion. All right, we're going to talk to her. We're going to we gonna find out how she got her start and everything. So don't move. We're going to talk to Carrie Champion when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Carrie Champion. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Thanks for having me. I Good so morning. appreciate it. Let me ask you a question that I ask everybody, especially after the pandemic. I want an honest answer. Okay. How are you? Ooh, that's a tough question. It depends on the day. So mm-hmm. so I think everybody, and I had said this the other day, is some kind of trauma. Everybody's traumatized in some form or fashion. Absolutely. And you spend all this time in the house, so it's forcing all of us to, to deal with shit. So for me, I feel like I have really good days. Like if you want to say professionally, I'm great. I'm happy. I'm winning. All the things, right? Mm-hmm. All the things that you say you want. But personally, you just have to think about what matters. And and, and what you want your legacy to be and how you want to live your life. And so for me, no distractions has forced me to just slow down and, and think. So it's been it's been it's been hard, but it's mm-hmm. been good because everything you want is on the other side of hard. I was in New York the week that New York shut down and then like a few days later the NBA shut it down. So for people that was real when the mm-hmm. league was like, We're all out. 
That was last year. That is true. That's when everybody was like, damn, this COVID thing might be real. Yeah, they stopping had, the money? Yeah, yeah. The money stopping? <laughs> yeah, no, really. This year was like, oh, okay, we're not playing no more? Okay, so it's serious. I remember thinking um, probably a few weeks after that, like I was like, I'm about to be um, alone by myself in my house with um, a lot of shoes. And that made me that made me really sad. You start thinking you want a, <laughs> you want a man. You're like, Shit, I, need, I really I need a, a partner. And then everybody I know who got a partner is like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Get out the house. A lot of divorces happened last year. A lot of breakups. A lot of breakups. So we're it's on like it's so what happens is is what you don't have, you think you want. But all this was was just, I think for everybody, honestly, was a time for us to sit and feel who we are and what we need and how we function. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people didn't want to do that. And mm -hmm. so I'm just sitting in it and I'm and I'm embracing it. Nobody ever talked about Carrie Champion. Who mm -hmm. is Carrie Champion? Where did Carrie Champion? What come do you mean from? by that? Like who who are you? Where did you come from? So, as in, how did I grow up? Because that is a very very wide question. Or, and where where did you grow up? Okay, so I grew up in Pasadena, right? Mm -hmm. So this has a lot to do with um, everyone teases me about my love for the Lakers or how I feel about sports. It's because I grew up in L.A., right? Mm -hmm. So L.A. proper. Then my mom got this job. It was just my mom. She raised me by herself. My dad wasn't in the picture till very late in life. Mm -hmm. And so we grew up in L.A. for a while. Then my mom got this job, um, and we called it like the Jefferson. She was moving on up, right? She so was it hood, suburbs? What was it? It was a hood for a while. Like, okay. we lived in West L.A. hood for a while. She got this really good job. Now, you have to understand, my mom My mom grew up in the projects, and she had a GED, barely mm -hmm. got a GED. A teacher took pity on her, and it's like, fine, whatever. I'll help you out. Then she was always a talker. She could just talk her way into anything. Mm -hmm. And so my mom ended up getting this pretty good, decent job for somebody with a, D a GED. And she was like, we're going to move to Pasadena because it's prettier there. So just imagine a little girl from the project. She grew up in literally in Watts. And so she's like, dang, Pasadena feels beautiful. Mm -hmm. you, you have to understand it's a whole nother world when you haven't seen anything. So we moved to Pasadena. I'm about 12 years old. And if, I, and if I'm telling you the truth, that's probably where everything that mattered how I formulated my thoughts, how I saw the world, it changed. Mm -hmm. Because for for a very long time, I grew up thinking you got pregnant at 18. Like, just because that's what you saw. That's all I saw. Yeah. Everybody got pregnant at 18. And the win for me and my family would be not being pregnant. I was terrified, which had a lot to do with how I interacted with boys and what I couldn't do. Like all we, that's all my mom ever talked about. Don't get pregnant. Don't get pregnant. Um, and then it was, and once we got past a certain age, the conversation shifted to go to school, go to college, just mm -hmm. go to college. Mm -hmm. You know, all these are just simple wins. So I'm not asking for much. For my mom, it was a win, right? I didn't have no kids, right? She's like, oh, that's so great. I'm so proud of you. And then you graduate from college. Oh, that's so great. I'm so proud of you. But that was it. Her job was done. After that, I got to UCLA. I never looked back. We, we, we need all the steps to ESPN, though, yeah, before Abby, we get yeah. to now, right? So West Virginia, then what's next? After West Virginia, um, I was there for about a year. That was a rough year, but I learned a lot. And then I was able to fly back home. I didn't have to drive, so that was great. And they shipped my car. I was living great. Um, and then I worked at this place called Orange County News Channel. So it would be probably the equivalent of SNY here, right? Mm -hmm. It was just a regional news network. So I was an assignment editor during the week and a reporter on the weekends because they didn't really want me to report because they just felt like I didn't have enough experience. But, but a woman by the name of Suzanne Lysak, who I love, gave me the opportunity to report. She was like, I see it. She was like, your voice is good. She was like, I see it. You just need somebody, just one person to believe. You don't need everybody to believe, just mm -hmm. one. Oh, you need one yes. You just need one yes. And so I would do that. And then I finally put a tape together and then another tape, because you always all about what you look like. And then I, I, I um, worked at E! Entertainment as a producer for a while because I, I got discouraged. 
I worked at E Entertainment. I worked on um, a show called Glow. Um, and then I was like, F it. I'm going to try. I'm just going to go all out. And then I got a call from a guy in West Palm Beach, Florida, which was like Market 39. Um, and so I moved to Florida and I did it in West Palm. It was sleepy West Palm. And I remember the very first time that I went live, it was a full disaster. Like you ever watch somebody go live on TV and cannot talk? You, you see these videos of people just being yep. it. It was that's exactly what happened. And who got that video? Put that on YouTube for the Yo, culture, y'all. It let's, was let's see that. Yeah, it probably will <laughs> pop up now. It was a full disaster. I was like, I the, I remember a guy. It was like Cindy Brady when the red light came on. Yeah, you no no. The it was a, it was sadly, and I'm not saying it dismissively. Someone had died. Um, someone drowned in a pool, and I didn't know how to say this person died. I just should have been like. One one person was dead. One we found one person dead. Whatever. And so I remember being like, I, I vaguely it was like someone's passed on. They they went away. They've gone. They've gone above. I remember <laughs> <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. Pour out a little liquor. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> I was like, and and so um, but you it, that's real. You just your first time covering a murder or even a death. You don't know what to say. I was like, they've they've gone away. They've they've passed on. They've passed on. <laughs> They've gone ahead. They have like, cards for you? Who? Like cue cards? No. Like, no, 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 you got to write wow. all that stuff down yourself and you have to be able to talk about it. And I remember, I <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> it was such a disaster. Oh I couldn't get it out. And I remember passing it back to the anchor and it did back to you. Like I, whatever, I, it was just a disaster. And I remember going home and crying and being like, I'm never going to get at this. What I did suck. your boss say? Oh, he called me in the office Monday morning because it was Sunday. He was like, here, do you want to talk? I was like, yeah, I already know. I was like, he about to fire me. This is it. I did moved all the way out here to Florida to get fired. And he was like, so what happened last night? You should have just said I was overcome with emotion. It was I such was, a sad story. No, I said, I just lost my words. I didn't know how to say that one person drowned to death. I didn't know if that was the way to say it. I don't remember the particulars, but I just couldn't say your first murder, your first death, your first everything on air, live television, no cue cards. You just, you can't figure it out. Like, you just don't mm -hmm. know what to say. And I never thought that was a real thing. There is, trust me, there's some struggling reporters right now who are like, yes, that's, that's real. Right. That's mm -hmm. real. Or anybody just, who's going live. You, yeah, because yeah. you just, you couldn't find the words. And what I, that's when I realized that the art of telling a great story and going live is ad-libbing. Anybody who could just ad-lib. So from that moment on, I went home and I would just go in the mirror and just hold my old scripts and just ad-lib. All right, we got more with Carrie Champion. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Carrie Champion. Charlamagne? It's West Virginia. Back to L.A. You worked at two spots. Now Florida. Then what? I go to Atlanta. Atlanta? Too. God dang. So Atlanta. I went to Atlanta, and that was number, that was market eight, and uh, I was a weekend anchor, and I remember thinking I was rich, because that was the first time I ever got paid six figures. I remember wow. thinking, like, this is it. Mm -hmm. I'm so rich. Like, what am I going to do with myself? I didn't even know what to do with myself. I'm so rich. Um, so you was a news reporter in Atlanta, too? I was a news reporter. This was in Atlanta, uh -huh. too, so. Yeah, I was at WGCL. That you was must have had a mansion. Again, so I thought. Well, what? I we was living right, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I remember thinking, God, this is great. I'm going to Atlanta, but it was the last PlayStation in Atlanta. So when you work at the last place, anything, as you guys know, as y'all have come up through the radio market, it's never it's never a good thing. Right. They all have their own inherent troubles. And mm -hmm. so I remember working really hard and being really good. That was my first time ever in my adult life experiencing blatant racism, because mm -hmm. when you grow up in California, racism is really hidden. Right. So Atlanta taught me a lot. Like it really it raised me. However, I got fired in Atlanta. So that was my first time, which I think everybody should get fired. I've been fired I, four I, times. I understand. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you mm -hmm. need to be fired. What'd you get fired for? 
you, I don't know if you guys remember the case of Janarlo Wilson. Janarlo Wilson was a, a kid who spent, he was a black kid who had a, a girlfriend who was 15 and I think he was 17. And he went to, it was a Romeo and Juliet law that put him in jail for rape because he had sex with her, consensual sex mm. with his girlfriend. And they put him in jail. And I remember everyone was so disappointed because he was such a good kid and he played sports and his mom had been working with a group of people to get him released. It was a big deal in Atlanta. Um, and we had worked the story and I had been working the story. And I remember I got the call the day that he finally was getting released. So I go to the news desk and I'm so excited. And I'm like, he's released, where do I go? Put me on it. And they took me off of it and put another girl on it that they liked. And I was, I lost it, I went off. Now we leave it there. Two months later, because they was done with me, because I had made a scene. I remember two months later, maybe less than two months later, I'm I'm doing a weekend anchor, and we're on commercial break, and I'm talking to my co-anchor. His name is Mike, and we laughing, and I lean over, and I guess my mic is hot. I'm like, that mother sucker. You know, something that black <laughs> folks just say, right? I'm like, that mother sucker. I'm like, just talking to him. Mike is hot. And they're like, did she curse? Oh, you was live on here? It was a commercial break, though. I didn't know I was live. My mic was still hot. Mike is always hot. Mike is always hot. And so I was like, I didn't think anything of it. So the next day, it started to get traction. Like, my bosses were calling me. They're like, did you curse? I was like, no. I said, mother sucker. And then, you know, they were like, no, you didn't. Who uses that word? Which is a very common word in the community. Mm -hmm. But they didn't know that, right? They're like, what? What are you saying? I remember thinking, oh, this is turning into something that's really not a big deal, but a big deal. But it had everything to do with how I reacted two months earlier. Because they were just trying to get rid of me. Because I had a bad attitude, if you will. Or I, I was uncomfortable. Or I was too aggressive. All the all the titles you give a black woman who has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. They did actually fire me. Then I, I uh, protested. I don't know what we did. Me and my agent did something where we protested and said, no, I got four more months left on my contract. You can't fire her because you can't prove that she cursed. Um, and they start to get traction in Atlanta because people start to talk about it. You know, in Atlanta, they got your back. Mm-hmm. And then so I got my job back. But the but I was only there till my contract ended, which was in like four months later. But I remember for like the next year and a half, if you ever Googled me, it'd be a Carrie Mother Sucker champion. <laughs> <laughs> now you taking Michael Black's whole energy. I know, right? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Now it's now it's funny. That's like, the name of Michael's podcast. Exactly. Mother Sucker. Mother Sucker. Yeah. And so now that was my name. I was like in an urban dictionary. I was trying to get jobs. Nobody went to hire me because I was the girl who cursed on air, which is stupid because people curse on air all the time now. Like now it's stupid to even think about that I went through that. Mm-hmm. But I remember I had to pivot and I was like, okay, I gotta, I have to reinvent myself. And I was like, let me just go to my other love, which is sports, which I've always covered in local news. And so I went to Tennis Channel. Boom, that's what I remember. And then I was at Tennis Channel and I remember auditioning for that job, not knowing how to pronounce a name. And then two months in, I just, I owned it. I was like, it was my beat, I owned it. And I remember doing a big interview with Andre Agassi, which kind of set me into this trajectory of eventually going to ESPN. And then I just, I literally look and I said, oh, if I want to do this for real, for real, like on a, on a big level, mm-hmm. I should go there. And that's where I went. And that wasn't easy. <clears throat> well, did you start sending tapes in or did you know somebody? I, did, I, I sent my resume reel to this guy named Jerry. And this is why his name is Jerry Madelon. And this is why it's funny because he was like, okay, Carrie, this is great. If you're ever in town, come by. You know, people say that and they don't mean it. You don't tell me that. So I bought myself a ticket. You stopped by. Oh yes, I did. Word I bought up. myself a ticket, and I sat in that lobby, and I I was like, Jerry, I'm here. And he came and he talked to me for like 30 minutes, and he was really nice. And he's like, Now where are you from? Because he thought I was like down the street. I said I flew in from LA. He's like, You did? Like, and his, he was just like, What? He's like, Well, let me try to find some other people for you to meet with. And I was like, Well, thank you. And then I spent the whole day there talking to people, and then 
I didn't get the job right away. I think a year and a half later, they called me up and said they had an opening on this show called First Take and would I be interested? And I remember leaving the audition um, and I said, oh, I, I got it. I walked out of there and said, I got it. I you killed it. it. I knew I felt it. And I said, and if I don't get it, it's because they're going to give it to a white woman. Because at the time, black women weren't hosting anything Monday through Friday on that network. Mm -hmm. Wow. It, you know, I always at ESPN, you, you know, of course, as you can see, you're very opinionated. You got a lot to say. Why didn't ESPN give you the opportunity to express that more? Why was it more of just a moderator role? Because that's not what the show was about, right? Mm -hmm. The show was about two guys <clears throat> named Skip and Stephen A. Who, um, who you love. Who have varying opinions, and mm -hmm. so you stupid. He's you see how shady he is. Yeah. I, how, how do you deal with him? Because he wants me to ask, like, what? You don't love them? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, I would never. Why would he say that? <laughs> He's silly. The reality is, and it, it, now that I look at it, and I have, I have perspective. They were the stars. Like mm -hmm. you, you. I, I'm not arguing with Skip, who has been in the business by then when I had Stephen he'd been in business for 40 years mm -hmm. Stephen A had been covering stuff for 30 years mm -hmm. like they they OGs mm -hmm. so they don't even know who I am I'm they like tennis channel where she come from and so I agree with them protecting who they are like when you first get on that desk because you don't know me and you're like who is this person what is she gonna do so they didn't have no respect for you at first uh, no I was a rook I was straight up rook like if I had to go get coffee I probably would have had to go get coffee they didn't tell me to do that but I was a rook and I understood that and I was okay with that but there were times, you know, after I had been on the desk for long enough where I had earned enough respect, I believe that that not necessarily that I had to be the person giving an opinion, but it is nice to have a different perspective from a woman, especially if you're talking about domestic violence, Absolutely. the Ray Rice situation and, Absolutely. you know, and rape. And those and that that's a co not common, but that, that topic comes up a lot mm -hmm. in sports, as you well know. And so sadly. Uh, sadly mm -hmm. And then a defining moment was, you know, the Ray Rice situation. And it really, truly made me understand that my role was not to talk. Mm. And and when I went to the folks who were in charge, they kind of danced around it. And they wanted they wanted to tell me the right things. But they they, too, were trying to figure this out. Ray Rice changed the game. And so we then had to go into someone's, quote unquote, personal life. And so I didn't feel safe giving my opinion. And then when I finally did, if it didn't come out right, if it was uncomfortable, if I made mistakes, it's because I knew people around me didn't respect what I was saying and I and I didn't feel safe. And then we were sitting in such close proximity, right? So you know how this is when you can feel the energy. Energy is louder than what mm -hmm. I have to say. <laughs> so mm -hmm. if I'm saying something that they don't agree with or they don't want me to say or she's taking my shine or whatever, I don't know, right? The, you feel that energy of... This is pissing me off. So imagine dealing with that for two hours a day, you know? But that was that's not, that was the hardest job I ever had and, and probably will ever have. Just because of the star power of Steven and Skip? Or, or just because of the conditions, <clears throat> the, the way that it was set up. It was set up for them to debate and for me to throw out a question and then lay out. And you can even see now, like in past hosts, after I've, when they want to weigh in, people get mad when the other hosts want to weigh in. They get mad because you really just want to hear the boys. You've been so conditioned to mm -hmm. hear the boys. And that's not the way it should be. Um, there should there should be a way where a woman should be because women in sports we talk about how far we've come but you know it's still a boys club y'all know that like yeah. you, a woman giving an opinion period but let alone in sports no one wants to hear that because of the way that we have been socialized and conditioned it's just the way that it's the world the way we are set up all right we got more with carrie champion when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning we're still kicking it with carrie champion Charlemagne. is espn a safe space for women that's a great question 
I think that it's working to be a safe space for women. I think that there are women who feel safe, um, who are working in different aspects and they feel safe and encouraged because if they have decided to choose you, right, if you're the selected one, then they're going to protect you Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel safe. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever feel it safe there? There was this period of when I did did sports center for about two years i felt really safe i felt i felt like i had encouragement i felt people had my back i felt really really good and the show was good um and then you know it's cyclical turns it goes you know Mm -hmm. depending on who's in charge i i i just know that it is tough for a woman in that environment unless you are what i like to call the chosen one a particular one that has been set apart um, where they say we respect you and you deserve and even then it's hard but there is a time and you talk about my plot, there's a time when you realize it's time to go. Now, if it's on your spirit, it's almost like any relationship. If it's on your spirit for a little bit, it could go away and you're like, okay, good, we good, we back together. We back together, I love him. I love him, he cute. I love her, I'm gonna stay married, uh, whatever. But if it's consistently on your spirit and you're, and I got to the point where I was ashamed that I thought not being on TV every day would take away from who I was. That could not be my identity. I'm like, dang, so am I really tripping off if I'm not on TV every day? Like, who gives a damn? This is not what I, this is not what I came here to do. I came to tell stories that matter, that impact. And I was I was struggling with that. I think my team was struggling with that, too. They didn't say that outright. They're like, make all this money. You're going to leave. You're going to do this. You, you sure you're walking away from all this? Like, they were so, I had nobody encouraging me. Like, girl, jump! Except for my best friend, right? It's always your best friend. It's always that one that's just like, do it. You're going to do it. You're going to win. Jay was like that too. Jamel Hill was like that. I was as well. encouraging you. You gave me a very generic <laughs> response. What was, what was this what response? Was response? He was just like, "Well, if that's what you feel is right, that's the truth." Th- you, no, but you gotta feel things in your spirit. But if if that's I a am, that's no, it, right, it's not, right? No, it's not because nine times out of ten, the person already knows what it is they want to do and mm-hmm. what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So if you feel that's what you need to do, do it. No, but you weren't saying it like, like what I needed. And he didn't have to give that to me. But you, when someone's making a life and they're going to people that they that they really consider a part of their crew, when they're making these life-changing decisions, you need encouragement. Mm-hmm. Jump. You got it. If it don't work out, you'll figure it out. Charlamagne was I definitely did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely Charlamagne was like, did that. If you would like this mayonnaise sandwich on we toast, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you so damn dry. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. So you so damn about this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Naked. Great marketing too, though. Because you know guys like you, so when they see Carrie Champion naked, they like, oh. I, you know what? So this next podcast, this next episode, Jamel and I are naked. We did it naked. What do you mean? We're naked. We were, we're having. We did the entire podcast with no clothes on. Oh, ain't no video though. Yeah, it is. I mean, you just get to see this part. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Up. What was the point of that? What, what, <laughs> what was the point of that? I, mean, I know. That, I mean, I understand the podcast is naked. I we know just what the podcast is about, but be comfortable. Okay, I'm kidding, guys. Yeah. <laughs> tell them. Tell them about the podcast. I, I really enjoyed it. But I love the way you produce it. I tell you that because it's not like um, it's interesting how you put together the conversations because it's almost like you're narrating their conversation. Right. Yeah. I, so I didn't want a Q&A. So I, everyone, I, sometimes we do Q&A. Q&A is great. I love that because you need the back and forth. But I really wanted the person to tell their stories. Like, I want to tell the facts. You grew up here. You're 10 years old. This happened to you when you were 10. But then I want you to tell the point of what happened. So recently, we had Busy Phillips on. You guys know Busy Phillips? Yeah. Right, girl. Right. <laughs> she is... Um, 
one of these one of these white women that I fool with heavy because I I literally I fool with her heavy because I literally have had such issues with white women, especially in the workspace. And I remember telling her about this when we first became friends, and she just schooled me on how white women are socialized and how they move in the workspace. And and the reason why I find it so difficult. She's like, I get it. She was like, we're sneaky. She was like, we're sneaky to sneakies. We cry when we want our way. We are. We do things that we know are manipulative because we can get away with it. She was just breaking it all down for me. And she was like, and we're socialized different. Oh, they're going to kick her out of the crew. Again, no, they're not. She's <laughs> <laughs> giving away all them white women's secrets. They're going to no, kick her not. out. Well, but then, you know, then she talked about having an abortion when she was 15 years old. She talked about being raped when she was 14. Like, she's just, those, those are the topics. And those are uncomfortable topics. And don't nobody want to talk about it. But she went there. And I appreciate that because... We're all just trying to make our way home. They're, everybody's dealing with something. You dealing with something. Envy's dealing with something. We're all dealing with something. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it would be nice to know that we're not alone. And it would be nice to know that I can still be successful. It would be nice to know that no matter how many times I fall, I can get back up and still win at life. And that's what I hope this podcast is giving to people. Um, I hope you're inspired. I hope you're mad. I hope you're angry. I hope you cry. I hope you everything. But the reality is at the end of the day, I think social media has lied to everybody. Everybody Absolutely. is out here fake winning. Mm-hmm. If I see another, you know, purse, car, um, money, f- f- whatever it is, I'm so annoyed because that's not what what life is. That's not the real hustle, right? Mm-hmm. The hustle is really trying to get our hearts right. We really mm-hmm. try to take care of our own and be happy. Yeah. And yeah. be happy. That's the real hustle. Mm-hmm. And 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 finding it is difficult as hell. Mm-hmm. And and I'm trying to find it. So I'm I'm and so I'm. I'm sharing very uncomfortable things like I because you know what your secrets have power and so I'm trying to release some of this power and give it away well make sure y'all subscribe to uh, the Naked Podcast yes, on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast you. Network and, and what about Stick to Sports with Jamel oh that's my favorite show y'all should watch it it's so you can get the episodes on Hulu now you can get anywhere you can download and get them anywhere well Carrie we appreciate you for thank you us. yes Carrie Champion it's the Breakfast Club good morning thank you Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Did Charlemagne do an outfit change? Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I didn't do anything of the sort. Did you? Oh, now you use the word of oh. the sort. Oh, what did I goodness. do? I didn't do anything. Oh my goodness! What? All right. Nothing. 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 <laughs> this guy got an outfit change. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Saturday Night Live. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Well, Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live as a special guest. And as we all know, before this episode, there was a lot of controversy around it. There was rumors that some of the cast members of SNL didn't want him on and, you know, so on and so forth. But it happened on Saturday. Now, in his opening monologue, he spoke about how excited he was to be hosting. And here's what he had to say about having Asperger's. It's an honor to be hosting Saturday Night Live. I mean that. Sometimes after I say something, I have to say, I mean that. (laughs) So people really know that I mean it. That's because I don't always have a lot of intonation or variation in how I speak. (laughs) Which I'm told makes for great comedy. (laughs) I'm actually making history tonight as the first person with Asperger's to host SNL. 
That's exactly how people laugh at uh, the rich person in the room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that rich, laugh track you know, was heavy. You know, the rich person in the room just be saying things. Everybody like, ah! <laughs> That's exactly how they that was, was treating them. That was so corny. But go ahead. Well, no matter what, it feels like the uh, controversy actually helped with the ratings because their ratings were up. It was a 4.7, and they said only Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle have earned similar ratings this season. And so whether or not people had issues with it, people definitely tuned in. I still now, don't know why thing, people had issues with it. I'm really confused at why they were upset that Elon Musk was hosting Saturday Night Live. I don't understand it. I think people were upset with uh, issues of things about what he had to say about COVID previously and certain things with his employees. And I'm, you know, I'm what did just he say? trying I'm, to gather that. What did he say about news. COVID? I don't and know. What did he say about COVID? Uh, he kind of called it a conspiracy. Didn't think it was real. Nah, people thought that, though. That. A lot of yeah, people but don't he has that. a he's has a huge platform and influence. So, you know, there were some issues around things like that that he said, and then he did backtrack on that, obviously, later on. Yeah, when he got more but, information, um, but a lot of people thought that in the beginning, I mm-hmm. thought. Didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think when you have a lot of influence, it's kind of irresponsible to, to say to certain say things if you mind. don't know. <laughs> that's his opinion, know. though. People got to stop with that. That's his opinion, though, man. That's a, you can't I just think cancel it was, it was pretty, his opinion. I have to go back and see what it was, but it was pretty strongly worded. And there were some things about his employees, too, as well, with uh, the issues with how they were going to handle that for his employees, too. Mm. I, I like the, the exact stuff, but I remember when it happened. I like the fact he was in every skit, though. I mean, if you're going to host SNL, host it. You know what I mean? Like, like right. really be a part of it. So I appreciated that. Well, here's what he said. Uh, there was a skit with him and Michael Che trying to explain Dogecoin. But what is Dogecoin? Well, it was created in 2013 and has a circulating supply of 117 billion coins, of which 113 billion have already been mined. All right, cool. So what is Dogecoin? <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's a digital currency. And uh, my question is, what is Dogecoin? Well, it's the future of currency. It's an unstoppable financial vehicle that's going to take over the world. I, I get that, but uh, what is it, man? <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you, it's a cryptocurrency you can trade for conventional money. Oh, so it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. Yeah, great sketch. That's funny. Because Michael Che and them with me. Because I'd be me the same too. way. You could tell me about Dogecoin. Dodge, <laughs> Doge what's it called? Dogecoin. Doge Doge Doge, Doge, you could tell me about Doja Cat's coins all day long, and I still will not understand. I don't get it either. I've been trying to figure it out for the longest. I don't know Dogecoin, say BTC, Bitcoin, this coin, that coin, Acon's coin, Jim Jones coin. I don't know. I'm going to be the one that misses out because I don't understand. And it's hard, it's hard for me to invest in something I don't understand. Even if somebody me tells me too. it's a great investment, I have to understand it before yes. I, I put my, my, I put, my I tried my a little bit. I just don't get it, man. I just I really don't understand. Salute, I, I, salute I everybody doing it, though. That's when it's time to really do some research, right? Because I agree with not investing in things that you don't understand. But, you know, they're saying you could buy a Tesla with cryptocurrency. You could buy homes in some places with cryptocurrency. You could buy it with cash, so, though. Yeah, you yeah, can. I just don't, I just don't understand it. But, but, you know, the cryptocurrency has been appreciating value and value way more than cash has. So that's why people are investing in it, different forms. But I agree. If you don't understand it, don't invest. But it, it is worth doing some research. We should probably bring somebody on to discuss it, right? Like an expert. All right. Now, in addition to that, uh, Dave Chappelle recently did an interview with Joe Rogan. He was on Friday's episode. And they talked for nearly three and a half hours. Uh, some of the things that they discussed was also, of course, Elon Musk, because Dave Chappelle knows Elon Musk, too. But it's, can he write a monologue is what we're going to find no, out. Let's be, get. He's not funny. <laughs> he's he's a brilliant guy. I had hung out with him years ago after I quit Chappelle's show. We hung out on a tour bus. And he, he, he says to me that night when we was all together, 
here in Austin. He goes, I met you before. I'm like, I don't, I have no recollection. And he looked kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. He said, there was like two, three companies ago. And I just thought it was funny, like that he was the richest man in the world. <laughs> All right. In addition to that, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan were discussing him returning to comedy. Nope. <laughs> oh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love this show. That's what it says here. That's what it says here. Um, all right. Well, here's some more things that they discussed um, on Joe Rogan. Yeah, f politics, man. I'm telling you, I'm on my kindness conspiracy. If we live by an ethic of kindness, if we foster trust amongst each other, it will matter less what corporations and politicians say because we'll be able to trust our society's cohesiveness. But if you politicize these things, it's going to become increasingly difficult to come to an understanding or an agreement. I, I don't even really know what you politically believe or don't believe, but I, who gives a f I get along with you every time I see you. This culture of comedy, this common denominator, uh, makes me feel like we're of the same tribe. For sure. And there's trans people in my tribe, and there's white and black and Asian and all kinds of people, and all of them are committed to this concept of levity, and we all get there different and interesting and unique ways. And, and what's wrong with that? It works. Yeah, I agree with um, a lot of what Chappelle said for the most part, especially from an everyday perspective. But we have to care about politics because the wrong politicians make laws to oppress a lot of those same groups that uh, Mr. Chappelle was just talking about. All right, well, we'll talk more about it, but that is your rumor report. All right, and uh, Elon Musk had his uh, new pickup truck that comes out, I think, next year or the year after that, uh, all around New York City as he was doing Saturday Night Live. I thought that was pretty dope. It was a sight to see. Now, uh, I don't know what I call you. Um, Shaw, Doc, uh, Dr. Donkey. <laughs> uh, Dr. Leonard McCalvey. Hey, my name is Leonard, sir. Dr. Leonard McCalvey. <laughs> Your name is Leonard, man. Dr. Leonard McCalvey. Your name is not Leonard. Leonard, Leonard. Okay. My name is Leonard McKelvey. Okay, you can put a doctor in front of it if you choose. Okay, before after the hour, uh, we will be giving donkey of the day to University of South Carolina President Robert Bob Castling. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with him, please. Okay? Okay. All right, this is drum schedule by appointments, please. But four after the hour, I'll be I, back. What? I this don't guy. work for you, man. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's the Guys, Breakfast Club. Guys, gotta go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly sixty years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call eight hundred General or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Charlemagne, say the gang, donkey of the day. Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Uh, yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Monday, May 10th goes to the University of South Carolina President Robert Bob Castling. Now, y'all already know I am a proud native of South Carolina. Mouse Corner, the 843, what's happening? I also have so much love for the Metro, the 803, that's home too. Uh, I did radio in Columbia, South Carolina for a long time. And you can currently catch us on Hot 103.9 in Columbia, South Carolina. Not to mention, my wife is an alma mater of the University of South Carolina. Now, this is this is always confused me throughout my life because growing up, the only USC I knew is the University of South Carolina. I'm fully aware that there is a USC in California, but when you grow up in South Carolina, you don't see them. Okay, the only Trojans I acknowledge is the ones I dreamed of wearing. 
Don't act like I'm the only one who dreamed of filling up what was in that gold wrapper. Fun fact, in 2009, the USC Patent and Trademark Office determined the term USC belonged to the University of Southern California, even though the Carolinas sued the courts, sided with Southern California. I don't know why. Haven't dug that deep. I got that from an LA Times article, but I don't care what the USC Patent and Trademark Office determined. The moral of the story is when you are a native of South Carolina, the low country, when you hear USC, you think the University of South Carolina. It was like that for me before my wife went there and definitely like that for me since she's an alumni. So it really disgusted and disappointed me when I heard the president of the University of South Carolina, Robert Bob Castlin, disrespect all the graduates of the University of South Carolina at Friday's commencement ceremony by saying this. Now my honor and privilege to officially congratulate you as the newest alumni from the University of California. Congratulations and please be seated. Sorry about that. Did you hear the collective nigga what? Play that again. Hello. Now my honor and privilege to officially congratulate you as the newest alumni from the University of California. Congratulations and please be seated. Goodness gracious. Hey, President Castlin, you want to get away? Wanna get away? <laughs> if Homer Simpson's duh ever came in a human form, it would be Robert Bob Castlin, okay? <laughs> Robert Castlin, you let Robert Ori down. All right, you will never be big shot, Bob, if you can't hit those type of game winners. I mean, President Castlin, everybody makes mistakes, but I mean, damn, when you're the president of a university, you have one job, and that's to get the name of the school. You're president of, correct. And the fact that you didn't even realize you made a mistake until someone on the stage corrected you, this is like this is like saying another woman's name while you're having sex with your wife. Can you imagine? Matter of fact, President Castler, this is like your wife screaming out the name of the University of California's president while y'all having sex. That would hurt, wouldn't it? You would be confused, distraught. Imagine you getting it in with your wife as the president of the University of South Carolina, and she starts screaming out the name of the president of the University of California, whose name happens to be Michael V. Drake. What if you was with your wife and in the middle of sex, she just randomly screams out, Drake? I mean, how would that make you feel, failed shot, Bob? Now, of course, they tried to do damage control. Uh, USC spokesman Je Jeff Stinsland said, and I quote, the president speaks at 15 separate ceremonies all across the state during spring commencement season, congratulating thousands of University of South Carolina system graduates. All the more reason he should have knew who he was congratulating. OK, if you do 15 different ceremonies and your one job is to congratulate the students of the University of South Carolina, then how in the hell does California come out of your mouth? Now, I can already see the digital D heads on YouTube saying, well, I can see how he could make Make that mistake usc carolina california tomato tomato but no it's easy for you all to say that because you on the outside looking in but when you on the inside as the president of the university of south carolina who does 15 different ceremonies all across the state congratulating folks who attended the university of south carolina you can't make this mistake and when you do you shall get clowned for it now president castlin apologized for accidentally saying uh california instead of Carolina, and he regrets any attention it may have drawn from the accomplishments of our graduates. Well, life is about perspective. Let's look at this two ways, okay? Nothing can take away from what those students accomplished. They all got to do their dance to a little pomp and circumstance, but when you have busted your ass in an institution for years, okay, to make said accomplishment happen, you want that institution to get its proper respect, which is why you getting the name wrong is news. But on the positive side, you brought national attention to a graduation that probably wouldn't get that national attention. And because there's so many graduations that happened this weekend, it's not like 
graduations are new. So yes, a light is being shined on the 2021 class of the University of South Carolina, rightfully so. Drop on the clues bombs for those graduates, okay? But a light is also being shined on the University of Southern California. So it kind of cancels, you know, it kind of cancels it out. And I tried to look at the bright side, but no matter how I look at it, uh, E still equals donkey squared. Please give Robert failed shot Bob Castling the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm-hmm. of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why do you have that outfit on, though? What outfit? What are you talking Alfred. about? I don't have an outfit on. What are you speaking of, sir? Why did you change your clothes during the show? What? I did not change my clothes. I had this on the whole time. You're on drugs. Anybody else in here notice me changing clothes? Please. Look like he moving up to seventh grade, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, actually, you know, seventh graders don't have these three stripes on um, the sleeve. The three stripes mean that you received a doctorate. That's what those three, those three stripes on the sleeve mean. Who told you that? Uh, The president of South Carolina State University, President (laughs) Clark. Okay. That's right. And when you see uh, us four... Four uh, of these stripes on the sleeve, that means the person is the president. But when it's three, it's a doctorate, which I received uh, this weekend, honorary doctorate from South Carolina State University. So um, I need you two to show some respect, okay? Will do. You don't talk to your doctor like that, so don't talk to me that way. All right? All right. Give me the same respect. Talk to him like how you talk to your doctor. Give the same respect you give Dr. Dre. Wait, all right. Talk to him like I talk to my doctor. Go over there and cough. Doc. I'm not doing it. I'm not messing it. He gets so excited, too. Look at him. All right. Well, that thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, doctor, <laughs> shut up. Sir, doctor to you, please. All thank right. you. Thank you. All right. What doctor do you want to be? Huh? We'll, talk, we'll, we'll do that role playing later. All right. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Um, little Duval put this on his Instagram. Let's have some fun with it. All right. Mother's Day was yesterday. So we're asking 800-585-1051. I don't like Little Duval being show content, by the way. Okay. This cannot go correct. This, can, this cannot go right. Let's hear what, what, he, what did he say? What celebrity do you think your mama mess with? And, and by the way, I'm going to tell you why this is such a good topic. Some of y'all mamas really did sleep with celebrities, okay? <laughs> and I want y'all to call up here and air her out. You don't got to say her name. You can even remain anonymous. But I do want to know what mama, uh, what celebrity your mama slept with. Oh, you think she slept with? All right, let's talk about it. This topic might be beneath me as a doctor. but we'll, 585. You came up with it. 800 Little Duval did, actually. 800 What's the number? 1-800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking. This comes from Little Duval. Of course, Sunday was Mother's Day. Little Duval wanted to know what uh, celebrity you think your mama messed with. It is very interesting watching these comments under Little Duval's post because I did not realize that so many people's mothers messed with so many celebrities, but it makes all the sense in the world, right? Like when you go back and you watch all of these old videos, uh, you see these women that they used to call groupies. Those are people's mamas and grandmas now. Can I, can I read some of them right fast? Sure. All right. One person said Lorenz Tate. 
My I grandma said he used to be at the crib with my mom's after school. I saw that one. Somebody said Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar? Yeah. Somebody said Usher. They went to school together, plus I have the pics. Plus I got pictures. Somebody yeah. said Little John, because she told me. Somebody said, Somebody I said seen, Bob Marley. Somebody did say Bob Marley. Because my mama told me. Somebody said, uh, I seen Big Tigger at my house in Virginia one night. See, y'all be thinking them kids be asleep. Y'all ain't know them kids were paying attention and 20 years later, they remember your face. Yeah. Now, uh, somebody said R. Kelly. Uh, now, that was a, crazy. Somebody I, said that their mama was in the dressing room with R. Kelly and all R. Kelly had on was his boxes and he was sitting a little too comfortable. Yep. And then somebody under the, somebody under that comment said, I bet she got beat on. Yo, see, I play too much. Somebody said that for real. Though. Yeah, I play too much. All right. Uh, somebody said my mama got caught texting uh, Sha Sha from Scarface. Oh, Chi Chi from Scarface. I don't know why I said Sha Sha. Chi Chi from Scarface. Who is Chi Chi? Chi Chi get the Chi Chi get the yeah, yo. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, somebody says uh, Michael Jackson. That shit crazy that. when you look up and you see your mama in an Uncle Luke video, bro. Oh my Your goodness. mama was in a Yang Yang Twins video. You know she got aired up. Somebody said, my aunt used to mess with Smokey Robinson. God okay, damn, how old is your that. aunt? <laughs> Somebody said, my aunt F. Nelly. Whoa. Listen, y'all act like that. Nelly, what, 44, 45 years old? Yeah. So this was 20 years ago. This was, this. you know, we old school now. I don't know whether y'all realize that or not. All right. Well, let's go to the phone line. And another one said, Patrick Ewan and Keith Sweat. God damn your mama a hoe. <laughs> stop it, man. Oh, stop it. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is... Oh, I don't want to say my name. That's right. Don't say your name because you're about to air your mom out. All right. So so who who your mama used to mess with? The legendary... Who? Prince. Oh, Prince. Oh, Prince. Prince. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Prince was blocking that from the grave because that did not come out the first time you said that. <laughs> How you know she messed with Prince? Me and my mama are very open, so I just know that they're not Her phone breaking Prince up. does yeah, not phone. want this phone call to nah, be aired, so let's move on. Yes, let's go. Right. Hello, who's this? This is Ben. Hey, Ben, man. What celebrity do you think your mama messed with? I know that she slept with Brett, the hitman heart. <laughs> really? <laughs> How do you know this for sure? Uh, so we all went to a show. I was like three years old. <laughs> and we saw uh, Brett, the hitman heart at Denny's after the show. And I was with my mom and uncle. Brett Hart asked my mom if she wanted to go back to the hotel and play checkers with them. <laughs> So my uncle took me home. My mom went back. <laughs> did, did you ever ask your mama if she oh, had man. sex with Brett the Hitman Hart? Of course I did. Of course I did. And what did. she said? She said, hell yeah, she got on that. Man, drop one of clues bombs for, for Brett Hart putting your mama in the sharpshooter, man. <laughs> Yo, goodness. That is amazing, man. You just leave your kid that at Denny's to go play amazing. checkers? That is an amazing story. Hey, bro. Right, right. I had to call it and let y'all know. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Have man. a good right. day. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> Let's go to Double Caller. Hello, who's this? Jermaine Barnes. Hey, what's up, bro? Who'd your mama mess with, man? I think Method Man. Really? What makes you say that? You from Staten Island? <laughs> nah, I'm from Connecticut. What makes you say that? Well, she had a, about like 10 years ago, she came home from a concert crying. So I hop up thinking like something wrong. I'm like, what's wrong with you? She's like, I was just with Method Man. I was so tight, but I was a kid, so I mind my business. So I never asked what really happened. 
That don't mean they did nothing, though. The way that she was acting. Man, she might have just been like she filled just with tears of joy. Man, yeah, like she met Method Man. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. But like that, don't put that on her. That was, was that was like her husband. Like she told her her husband. So it was like, all right, you hype. A lot of girls called Method Man her husband. She probably sure, just met husband. him and was so excited that she met her fake That's husband. That's right. Yeah, all right, all right, my bad. My yeah, Method put that body on your yeah, mama, Mef, man. Meth ain't air your mama out. All right. Now, Red Man might have. 800-585-1051. We're just asking. This question came from uh, Little Duval. He put it on his Instagram. So we're asking, what celebrity you think your mama messed with? Happy Mother's Day. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. 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 I know Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club, 800-585-1051. If you just joined us, we're asking, what celebrity you think your mama messed with? Now, this question came from Little Duval. He posted this on Mother's Day. Well, he posted it <laughs> earlier today, but we're just having some fun with it. Nah, because it's funny because you really do forget sometime and i try to tell people your mama had a life too so did your grandma they was out in these streets okay so when you look at all so, these yeah. videos when you think of all of these old groupies that they used to talk about your mama might have been one of them bro yeah like the comments are funny like oh i ain't gonna say his name but he's one of the oj singers isaiah thomas uh al green somebody say your mama said bob marley yeah bob marley uh, Steven Seagal, Trick Daddy. Somebody said Flavor Flav. Uh, let me see any more. Let's go to the phones. All right. Hello, who's this? This is Shanita F-A-B-K-A Nikki. Okay. Now, who your mama slept with or who you slept with? Which one? Now, listen. I want to talk about James Brown. <laughs> I believe uh -oh. they, had a, they had a connection. Your mama and James Brown? Yeah. Listen, she used to wear these big old rollers, and then she would take him, take him out of hair and push her hair back and f*** it to the front like James Brown. And I'm going to tell you, her and my dad would go out, and he would do the James Brown dance at the Alamo down here in Jackson, Mississippi, downtown. He would do the Alamo, that, that James Brown dance, and bring it back up. And I'm telling you. Now, in, in, now, now in your mama's defense... Most older black women from the South do look like James Brown. <laughs> Stupid. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> wow. It's the truth, though. Most older black women from the South look like James Brown. Most older white women from the South look like Larry Bird. Hello, who's this? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. ma'am. So my mom always tells a story about how they went to Vegas for a two-short concert. And my mom's best friend ended up sleeping with Too Short, and she thought she was going to come up off of it, and he left her in the hotel room. And <laughs> <laughs> What's my favorite word? Yes! That's what I like to yeah. hear. I don't know if I can say that on the radio, though. So who mama, who mama is uh, your mama's friend? I'm not going to put her business out there. I'm yeah, not going to do that. Here, do, do, did you learn anything from that story, though? I did, but you know what's actually funny? A couple of years ago, we had went to... Uh, the uh, ACL concert in Austin, and my friend actually ended up sleeping with uh, ASAP Rocky. I said, "Well, you ain't learned nothing from the story." 
<laughs> you ain't learned nothing Goodness from the gracious. story. Well, maybe her mindset might have been different. She might not have been trying to come up like her mama was. She might have just been, um, you know, having a good time. Well, thank you, mama. Oh, <laughs> thank y'all. Y'all have a good one. You too. Hello, who's this? This is Shay. Hey, Shay. Hey, Shay. Now, who your mama used to mess Hi. with? <laughs> Hi, DJ Envy. Um, so my mom used to deal with Nico from Love and Hip Hop. And how she even found out he was on the show was that she was watching it with her man. And she was like, oh, my God, that's Lonzel. And he, he like, bans her from watching Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> who is Nico? Yeah, who's Nico? You don't know who Nico is. The one who was swinging from the shower ride with, with Mimi. Yeah, that was Mimi's boyfriend. Oh, I, don't, I thought she was with a woman. Why did I think she was with a woman in that show? After no, that, she's after with a that. Dude. <laughs> and listen, that was it. your mama had sex with Nico? Yes, she did. And then, so everybody's been saying that he's gay or whatever. And my mom is like, he wasn't gay when I was with him. Why is she telling people this? Why is she, <laughs> tell, well, why is she telling people this? It's a good story. I, well, listen, it was, a, it was a good story. He was going to love hip hop. He's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> what, you, what you calling from? I'm I'm calling from Brooklyn, and I'm actually in front of my kids' school. My little girl thinks this is so funny that I'm on the breakfast club. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. Every morning, I want better for you and your mama. I just want to <laughs> I just want to throw that out there, okay? I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm hanging up this phone praying for for better days for you and your mama. Okay? Anyway, I love you guys and I wish you guys continued success. Thank you for answering. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Nico ain't that old though. Nico like 40 something, all right? Her mama might be like 40-something. We old, you know. When are you going to realize this? You could be 46 years old and have a 21-year-old daughter. I guess you're right. Yes. Why'd you change your outfit you again? You grandfather. Why'd you change your outfit again? I think you on drugs. All right. But what's the moral of this story? The moral of the story is, uh, you know, every woman that you love in your life at some point in time has, has rolled some you know what I mean? Your mama, your grandma, I'm serious, your aunts. They all had unless a life, bro. Unless your mom was with your dad and that's the only person she's been with, well, right? That's probably her her story and she's sticking to it. <laughs> you know, somebody they might got have together just young. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Uh yes, and let's talk about Mariah Carey. She is not happy about the singer who sampled Shake It Off. All right, we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Jay-Z's Marcy Venture Partners has now joined the NFT world. They have joined a $19 million funding round for NFT platform Bitski. So just giving you all that information. Um, and that's going to allow mainstream brands and celebs to bypass the crypto complexity of early marketplaces to give customers like early partner Adidas an on-ramp to the NFT world that is more approachable. Everybody's trying to understand all this stuff, NFTs and crypto complexities. and mm-hmm. But they're saying it's going to be like the Shopify for NFT. So it'll be a platform where brands, game developers and consumers can create, buy and sell digital goods. So it's a social platform for NFTs, basically. Are they more like an e-commerce mm. You can buy the NFT. Oh, so you can go there to buy and sell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You know, kind of like Shopify, I guess, probably kind of also like um, that makes StockX sense. type of thing. Okay. And also, Jay-Z's S. Carter Enterprises has filed a new trademark for a production company. And 
Yes. So I guess it's too early to tell, but they're they're saying this move suggests that he's laying down that foundation to do some more TV and film. Mm hmm. All right. Now, Little Baby has posted a release date for his collab album with Little Dirk, but then he deleted it right away. He posted, how does Voice of the Hero sound dropping May 28th? But then he deleted it. So maybe that's coming. I'm here for that. That's yeah, that's in a couple of weeks. I really love All that right. Khaled and uh, that Khaled, that record that Dirk and uh, Baby got on the Khaled album. That's, that's, to me, that's the hardest song on the album. Yeah, that is. The and Mariah Carey. People thought she was not happy with this singer, a rapper singer, YTK, who did his own version of Shake It Off and listen to what his sounds like, Let It Off. By the time you see me spin your bed, but you already bang. Uh, two shot pop pops, but a noodle leave it looking like beef lo mein. Matter of fact, come out your diamonds, your clothes. We got nine thousand for foes. Yeah, my ticket to toes. And you know I'm about to let it off. That sounds kind of hard. I like gunfire. it. Yeah, but y'all yeah, got to really like be careful playing them records because them kids really be making records about people that they be um actually killing. Yeah, mm -hmm. they so do. I They're very even, brutal. I wouldn't even have played that on there just now. I don't know who that record about. All right. Well, Mariah, they wrote Mariah Carey has 24 hours to respond. And then she wrote, how about y'all have 24 hours to respond to my lawyers? Mm. Well, apparently behind the scenes, though, the A&R responded, the A&R executive, uh, Tommy, said, I want to reiterate, Mariah was joking. Please stop saying rude-ish to her. She told the same joke to Questlove hours before she responded to the tweet and put us in contact with the people who can help us clear it. So it's not a problem on her end. All right. So for everybody that thought she was serious when she said her lawyers are on it, she was just kidding. All right, now Swiss Beats did a sit-down interview with Angie Martinez, and amongst the things he talked about was the fact that DMX was working on some new music and on an album. X was really in a good mood after doing Versus. You know, when he did really? Versus, yeah, he got back in the music space. Like, he really got excited because he was able to see the love that the youth had for him, and he just, we didn't leave L.A. Like, we stayed in and, and, and finished the album at Snoop Studio, like, from Versus. He was saying that, I just want to get some new music out so I can contribute to this new energy that I'm feeling. So do you have a whole album? I wouldn't even call it an album. I, I would definitely call it a masterpiece. Mm. Wow. That'll be interesting to hear. Now, in addition, he talked about DMX wanting to get his health together. We was in album mode, so we just was coming out of album mode. Then we was going to get into fitness mode. You know, he gained a little bit of weight due to him actually being sober and, 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 and moving in a different direction, which this whole thing was a big mess for me because he was there, you know, he was in the right space. He was motivated to get with, with the trainer. Um, he was actually calling me like, man, like as soon as I get back, let's get to let's, this trainer set up. I'm like, get it. Like we going to go. Damn, man. That's horrible. But Hey, you know what they said? They said, if you know, you want to hear God laugh, make plans. So sometimes your good plan is not the plan God has for you. Right. That's all. All right, now let's discuss Saweetie. You saw people were making fun of her over the weekend. She was performing on the pier in Santa Monica, and you know there was like a bucket there for money. So people, and she was being funny, like, "All right, rents due." So she is clearing up what actually happened, right? Because the way it looked on the video clip was like she was out there. There was, and they zoomed in on the little bucket for money, and it wasn't like it was packed out there. But here's what she said actually happened. 
No, girl, I was not asking for no money yesterday. Actually, like, I know I said rent is due, blah, blah, blah. But actually, yesterday was a spur in the moment. It was fun. We were at the Santa Monica Pier, and I saw this upcoming artist. He was, like, singing with this microphone. And I was like, you know what? I got a new single, so I'm going to just, you know, perform for my fans because I love them so much. And a couple people noticed me, so then I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to get on the mic real quick. Life is so much more fun when you don't have to explain your every freaking <laughs> I know. move. I know. Like, why does she feel the need to have to explain that to people? Who cares? Because social media was like, oh, she's broke. Man. She's standing there performing. But we know it yeah, was stop a let, joke. Stop like, letting social media drive y'all crazy. Stop reacting to everything people say on social media. Please. My God. Uh, it looked like she was doing an interview. They asked her about it, and she answered it. Oh, you didn't say that. I thought she just, I no. thought she just, <laughs> I thought she just gave it up. That was different. You didn't say that part. Yeah, so, you know, she had explained what happened. All right, well, that is... And then you know what? No matter what happens, as soon as you do an interview, people are going to ask you about it, right? Yeah, but she's doing an interview. I thought she I thought she just did something oh, which she God, knew was a joke, and then everybody had something to say, so then she explained herself. That's different. But yeah, if she was doing an interview, that's different. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, she said she was on live, and people people asked in the comments, so she was on live, and people oh. were asking in the comments. <laughs> All right. Up, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in right now. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is the coldest case. James Patterson's latest is an audible exclusive with an all-star cast, including Aaron Paul and Christian Ritter. Your first 30 days of audible plus are free. Visit audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Carrie Champion for joining us this morning. That's right. Salute to Carrie Champion. Make sure you subscribe to uh, the Naked Podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Look out for another season of uh, Stick to Sports with Carrie Champion and Jamel Hill. Carrie got a lot going on. She's on that, what's that NBC show with The Rock? I can't remember the name of it. Was it Titan? Yes, the Titan Games. That's it. There you go. All right. Yeah, shout to uh, Carrie Champion for joining us. You can see the full interview on our YouTube page. And shout to Tamika Mallory. Uh, her book comes out this week. Make sure you uh, pre-order tomorrow. it and definitely pick it up. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. The book will be out tomorrow. It's currently uh, number one on Amazon. Um, I forgot in what category, but we'll take the number one in whatever category. But um, yes, right. you can still pre-order, but it will definitely be in bookstores tomorrow. State of Emergency, How to Win, and the Country We Built, uh, the debut book from Queen Tamika Mallory. I cannot wait to see what this book does to the ecosystem. That's right. So definitely go pick that up and pre-order it ASAP. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. And today, happy Monday, everybody. And it is episode six of my show, Mastery of Comedy, on Facebook. Uh, so you can see that on Facebook. Watch be the culture. But this is the finale when you get to see how these comedians did with the improvement they got from the veteran comics helping out these younger comedians. We got to watch their transformation from when they first hit the stage till the end of the show where they got all kinds of mentorship. So it's actually really good if you have a chance to see how much they improved. And these are tips that everybody could use in their everyday life when it comes to public speaking, when it comes to having to get up in front of people and just life in general. So make sure y'all check that out. Shout out to my girl, Ricky Hughes, who helped me uh, put that whole thing together and who was just on vacation with me in Turks and Caicos. Nice. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. I know I've said this before, but I just want to repeat it on this fine Monday. The first step of change is to become aware of your own BS. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?